1: Today on scene
0: 103.
1: Call Patricia with your comment. 1850 333 103. And Jane Pickett of the Island Wood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, joins us as usual on a Thursday afternoon. Afternoon to you, Jane. Hi there. How are you keeping?
2: I'm okay. That's
1: good. good. I'm fine. Thanks. Now, we've a lot of questions coming in here. I'm going to send one up with Tim in Mallow. And this is ahead of uh, Halloween, which is usually a time of the year where we get a lot of reports of dogs going missing and mainly it's due to fireworks. So here's Tim's question in Mallow. And a lot of people are in the same situation. Uh, They want to know, is there anything that can be given to a dog that's terrified of fireworks? He doesn't stop barking and pacing Every night now in Mallow for the last few weeks, fireworks are being set off, says Tim. And Tim has heard that thundershirt might help. Can you help us?
2: Yeah, there's some really interesting approach to this. I think fireworks and loud bangs are a problem that haunts us annually. Let's put it like that. I think first and foremost, the number one thing I'd say is in case there are any problems or let's say dogs running away um, from loud bangs and noises, Uh, Now is a good time to make sure you'd get your dogs uh, chipped so they're microchipped so that if they do run off, if there are any disasters, you're able to be reunited with them really easily. So that's a a good thing to do at this time of year in advance of lots of fireworks happening. So make sure that's up to date. As regards general strategies for dealing with loud bangs, it's the same for let's say thunderstorms and fireworks, anything loud like that that might unsettle a dog or a cat. The main things are to try and make the environment in the house really secure, but also put some ambient kind of relaxing classical music, a little bit of ambient noise on in the background. And the family themselves should try and pretend that nothing exciting or scary is going on. So they really feed off our emotions as well. So if we're stressed out that the dog is stressed out, they think that we're really worried and they should be really worried. So try and keep everybody really calm. Make sure that they have an area in the house that's almost like their little den. somewhere really nice and quiet and cosy that they can bottle off to and ride out the the loud bangs and just have some chill time as regards kind of more robust strategies for dealing with it thunder shirts are a really 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 interesting one so thunder shirts are like a tight little t-shirt that fits around the upper torso of the dog and it's kind of along the same principles of swaddling a baby so it's a little bit of pressure Um, around the chest and it's kind of like having a big hug essentially the idea is that it releases happy hormone serotonin and makes us feel a, a little bit more relaxed the evidence base behind this is a little bit limited at the moment because they're quite a new product however anecdotally I know that some clients have used them and have really great results others it doesn't seem to make a huge difference I think the really important thing is to try a few strategies and see what works for your dog very much like humans they're all different um, other things you can do are their pheromone plugins or pheromone collars which is uh, let's say a happy hormone and for dogs in this instance it will be the hormones and the scents that will be released when they will be suckling from their mum as a pup. So that's recreated as a a little compound that can be plugged into the wall, very much like an air freshener, but it's not something we can smell. And it's just kind of releasing these happy hormones into the air and it tries to get them to to chill out a little bit. Now, this is not something I suggest trying on a day where you're expecting fireworks. This is a long term calming strategy. Other things that I would suggest if your dog is really, really worried about fireworks and gets himself into a right tiz is have a chat with your vet in advance of this time of year rocking around I know as our our listeners is saying there's lots of fireworks going off already but certainly let's say loud bangs and things like that will become a lot more prevalent towards the, the latter half of the year in that season Um, and have a chat with them about whether there are any anti-anxiety medications that may be suitable for your dog and may be safe to prescribe this is something that would definitely have to be done in conjunction with an experienced vet in this area and it would generally require a full consultation to discuss whether it was suitable and safe for your own dog. But there are definitely things that can be done and I think the really important thing, as this listener is highlighting, is kind of thinking ahead and trying to figure out your strategy now so that you know you know what the plan is when the loud bang
1: starts. Yeah, that it's not too late and as they are happening, as Tim was saying in Mallow, in some areas of the county and in Mallow yeah. now, it's no harm to get talking and preventing that now because every year we get a, a swarm of calls in from people whose dogs gone missing dogs are upset so it's, it's a good time to discuss it now rather than later and Esther's in Kilcully Jane now she is a four year old Labrador he goes to the Bark Park to socialise with other dogs every week now last week her Labrador bit another dog so he has been excluded from the Bark Park now it was a huge surprise as he's a very quiet dog he had been sick for a few days and the vet said that he was fine but this was the day before the incident uh, would Jane recommend dog training classes and the Bark Park by the way it's something like a, a doggy daycare kind of socialising centre for dogs
2: Okay, yeah this is a really tricky one because I, I suppose like, like every other human if you catch us on a bad moment we might we might say things we don't mean and, it, and in this case our dog may have, have tried to show a, a show of aggression that may have been not necessarily typical for him if he's usually a very quiet and calm dog so usually there's something underlying that um, whether it be pain, illness or a change of environment. and um, So just think about what, what was different around that time. And, and certainly if he's been feeling maybe a little bit unwell, he might have just been, been like ourselves. If we have a, a cold or a flu or a tummy bug, we might just be feeling a little bit more irritable than usual. So usual social interaction just may not have been, he just might not have wanted to, to play with the other dogs, let's say. Now, if there is underlying aggression there, certainly for the safety of everybody around him um, and, and let's say other other dogs, other people, it's definitely best to tackle this kind of thing early because everybody needs to be kept safe. I think our, our listener has the right idea going for something like dog training and tackling this early and that kind of being able to notice the earlier signs of aggression before it accumulates. And let's say trying to bite another dog is really, really important. What I would say, my words of wisdom, is speak to your local vet about who they have experience with in their local area. So the really important thing with speaking to a dog trainer or a behaviorist is that they're appropriately qualified. There's lots of advice out there, some good, some bad. I think it's just best to work with a professional in your area that's appropriately qualified. So your vet will be able to to guide you if they have any experience or know of anybody locally who will be appropriately qualified to, to give you the best advice and give you the best chance of keeping everybody safe.
1: OK, well, best of luck with that, Esther. And Kathleen is a McCroom. She is a six-year-old chihuahua. Uh, she is scratching a lot, has been to the vet who said it was her anal glands, which he treated, but she is still scratching all over a lot. Kathleen has changed her diet, shampooed her, but nothing seems to be helping her or working.
2: Okay. Yeah, this is a really frustrating one. I can totally, my heart goes out to you because I have one dog who has underlying skin issues and it breaks your heart when you see them itching and being very, very bothered. So it can be quite a distressing thing both for the pet and for you as the owner. What I would say is it sounds like you're doing all the right things trying to think about, well, what's changed or what could be affecting my dog to cause the problem. Certainly, problems like anal glands can be really, really itching and itchy and irritated, and sometimes they can, let's say, have an infection or be very full, and you'll be working with your vet to deal with that problem. And certainly, that can be a really key cause of itching and scratching in the rear end. But if the if the problem with the itching is more overall of the body, simple things first. Work with your vet and make sure that your parasite control for flea, mites, lice, ticks, etc., is up to date. So that would be the simple, common thing to rule out. But I really think the best thing to do would be um, not not to lose faith. I know it's really, really frustrating, but go back to your vet for further advice because he will know your pet best and he'll also know what, what treatments have been given already and what things have been ruled in and ruled out. Tell him about your concerns. It sometimes helps to keep a little bit of an itching diary as well. Um, so if it's a longer term issue kind of figuring out well what signs of the day does he itch a little bit more is he itching every single day is he itching all of the time every hour of the day so just to be able to kind of quantify how 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 severe the problem is and speak to your vet about where you see him itching if it's all over the body or if it's the back end because location really really helps us the amount of itching is really important to convey to your vet as well because as vets, we, we we to a certain extent can examine the patient and see what we can see but a pet is never going to behave totally like they would at home in a in a veterinary surgery environment so we really rely on relying on you guys as owners to, to convey to us how much is the itching happening how severe is it and um, because that's something you guys will know best from being at home so i think don't lose faith we visit your best, chat through the problem again and i'm sure they'll be able to make a plan for diagnosis and treatment to to get it up
1: Okay, and Jane is in Malo. She's an old terrier mongrel, and he is going downhill big time. He's lost weight. He's having trouble with his anal glands. He's finding it, or she's finding it, hard to know uh, when to push him down because she doesn't want him uh, to see him suffer. And, and when is the best time? Uh, because uh, she feels he's going down uh, big time at the moment, and she's just really worried about him. Oh,
2: this this is always a really
1: sad it's a nice in a heartbreaking way.
2: Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking or pets are part of the family in the end of the day. And and it's really, really difficult to know when to make that decision. I've been there myself, so it's never simple, even when you're a vet. What I would say is what I normally say to my clients is when it's time to potentially consider letting them go, when their bad days are outnumbering their good days. Okay, so with dogs and cats, they don't really have a perception of their length of their life, but they know what their quality of life is day to day. So they'd kind of live for the moment. It's 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 a really good way to be, but we can see the overall picture for them. So have a little think, maybe even put put a little bit of paper up on the fridge and, you know, every day, maybe mark, mark their quality of life for that day out of five. So five being absolutely fabulous, great day, had a great time feeling great and zero be feeling really, really miserable and not having a good day at all. And maybe do that for a week or two, and you'll begin to see a trend forming as, well, are they having more good days than bad days? Are they generally okay? Is it generally declining? And I really think this is a good point at which to consult with your own vet as well, because they'll understand the health issues that are going on in the background. And if there is anything that could be done to improve quality of life, to manage those conditions better for your little dog, to make, make him feel better, um, and potentially improve the quality of life, at, at least for the meantime. So speak to your own vet, because they'll be aware of the full situation. But just kind of consider to yourself, well, are, are our bad days outnumbering our good days? And is there anything we can do to improve the number of good days we have? And I think it's, it's really difficult as a decision, but as a, as a responsible owner, you're doing the right thing, considering, well, is, is this fair to my pet? So well done.
1: Yeah, and best of luck with that, Jane, there in Mallow. Very briefly uh, for you, Jane, in under 20 seconds if you can, this is from Bernadette. She wants to know if you're going to have a dog for a pet and maybe a bit of farm work, would a collie be the best dog for that?
2: Potentially, but what I'd say is a collie requires a huge amount of mental and physical stimulation. So if it's going to be a super, super active farm dog, then potentially a collie, but otherwise it may not be the best breed if it's not going to be super
1: active. Okay, well, Jane, thank you for that. And we'll chat to you again next Thursday on the show. That is Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. That's it.
0: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods,